Hello, friends. This is going to be sweet. Sweet Tooth's Rejoice. Today is National Dessert Day. Are you ready for some dessert? Are you ready for dessert? You ready for some dessert? I love dessert. Treat yourself. It's National Dessert Day. Dessert then. Dessert. dessert. I got a sweet tooth. Happy National Dessert Day. I want some dessert. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Let's roll. Let's roll. How are you? I'm good. I uh, I realized today, and we talked about it on our uh, morning show, that it is it was six years ago today that Jose Bautista hit that homer and did the bat flip. That was six years six ago? Six years ago. I know. Wow. I was at wow. one of the playoff games. It was not that one, though. I remember being totally bummed because I was at the, one of these games, but it wasn't that. And I wish I had seen that with my own eyes, but I didn't. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I get a little nostalgic when I hear stuff like that. Those iconic moments. Mm-hmm. How do you figure last night's Leafs game is going to stack up in memories of Toronto sports that we remember? Because it was the first game they'd played since March the 10th, 2020, in front of fans, yeah. a sold-out arena at Scotiabank. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty, that's great. That's, that's great, and they won, and that's good. And a couple of the players in their um, post-interviews mentioned, we think it's because the fans were there. It gave us that extra something. And I think there is something to be said for that. And you sure. wonder what would have happened last season if we did have people... I don't know, uh, but hey, I've got high, I've got high hopes, uh, cautiously optimistic about this team. Yeah, me too. Actually, I think this should be the good one. Uh, you know, I'm already missing Zach Hyman, but look at Pierre Engvall just stepping up last night and being a rock star. That was good. People are finally finding their stride. The problem here is, is that I was watching that crowd last night on TV, and I was paying close attention because I wanted to see. Are people going to be wearing masks or is it just going to be a free-for-all once you get to your seat? So a couple of takeaways. Number one, that was one of the most dead crowds I can remember at a Leaf game in modern history. I don't know if people were just nervous about maybe there's COVID in the building or something like that, but they were quiet last night. And then in contrast, I would flip over to the Canada men's soccer team playing Panama over at BMO Field. 27,000 people in the stands last night at that game. It was incredible. Canada beat Panama 4-1. That crowd was losing their mind. Then at the Leaf game, everybody was sitting on their hands. Why so quiet? You were at the first packed Leafs game in over a year and a half. They were probably, I I wonder if there was any signage that was like, please don't yell loudly or something because of this. You know, this is, you're in close contact. So just shut the fuck up. I mean, maybe, maybe not. They were still doing all their fan chants and stuff like that. They still tried to get that Go Leafs Go chant going a few times on the big screen. It was kind of a dead crowd, but I will say that I did see some people wearing masks yesterday. Some. Not a lot, but there were some people wearing masks. All right. Would you have been comfortable going there last night? Like, if somebody offers you um, Leafs tickets, would you go? I mean, no, I don't think so. But you know what? It doesn't necessarily have to do with COVID. <laughs> but right. no, I wouldn't have. It was a strange game. And you know, it's funny because every time there's a Toronto FC game or one of the men's or women's teams qualifiers, sold out stadium every single time. But you never hear anything about soccer. It's kind of like we want to be a soccer country, but we're just not committed to making ourselves a soccer country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we give a shit, but we don't really give a shit. 
everybody last night was in red and white and cheering. And I'm thinking, okay, well, there's at least 27,000 soccer fans in Canada. Yeah. But where are the rest of them? Because, you know, I mean, I have to think that these games would be more promoted and publicized if it seemed like there was a bigger fan base. Anyway, all right, we have a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode of After 9. I, uh, I'm in the process of cleaning up my inbox, by the way. You know when you just feel like, Ick. it's been enough time, got to delete all the old emails. And sure enough, I'm finding trivial shit from back in like January and February. I found a Subway gift card in here. <laughs> hey, Harvey's, that's a score. Harvey sent us a combo at some point. Uh, when, when did that fucking thing come in? The Harvey's combos were back in, oh, uh, May. Oh, they probably expired. I don't know. I mean, I think it's good till the end of the year, so I'm going to take Charlie for a veggie dog or something like that today. There you go. Yeah, I, uh, I, I thought you were pretty good with your inbox. Didn't we just have this conversation? Why do you have that, like, shit that old in there? So the problem is, Outlook sucks balls. Outlook is the worst, and they're forever changing the layout. So I didn't even realize that I've got my focused inbox and then I've got what they have as an uh. other inbox. <laughs> so there's two inboxes disguised as one inbox. And frankly, I don't right. understand what the difference is between focused and other. And I try to keep things sorted into folders, but that's not a foolproof system either. So, yeah, I have to clean it out every now and again. Just emails that I ignored or wanted to come back to and really ignored and never came back to. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I've got a task going on here right now, but let's jump into a few things. Do you cook with salt? No, me personally, I don't. Um, I do have uh, like a sea salt. Um, is it sea salt? Uh, the pink, pink Himalayan sea salt specifically that right. if I care to use a little bit of, I will. But otherwise, no, I'm, I've never really been a pers- the type of person to cook with salt. Yeah, I haven't really been into salt in a long time, uh, but we certainly know that it, it does come in most of the foods that we buy, per- particularly the ones we get outside the home. So now the US FDA has introduced voluntary targets to cut our sodium. And basically what they're asking food suppliers and manufacturers to do is reduce the salt on their end to start weaning us off. Now, they're not going to come into your home and steal all your salt shakers. If you like salt, you're good. You'll always be able to get it. But they mean from fast food restaurants, Mm -hmm. the pre-packaged shit, Mm -hmm. grab a a sandwich at a gas station or something like that. By the way, you're really rolling the dice if you grab a sandwich at a gas station. (laughs) You just went to the lowest, right to the lowest one. Yep. Eat it in your car and you're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) But this is because they say the average adult now consumes one and a half teaspoons of salt per day. That's outrageous. One and a half teaspoons a day. And, when and you, some, sometimes it's sprinkled onto your food. Sometimes it's right. embedded in the way they make it. Yes. You don't even know really what's got sodium in it, but and, it's dangerous. And that's average, by the way. I mean, you just said it, and there's some people that eat a lot more that will put salt on salty products. Do you ever see that too, where people will get their... You know, fries from a restaurant, and right away they're just dousing them with salt. And I'm going, you know, they already put some seasoning on that. Like, there's already a fair amount of sodium on that. But there's people who don't care. There's people listening right now that go, yeah, who gives shit? Life's too short. Uh, and, <laughs> and okay, um, it could get shorter if you continue to do it. I used to have to give my dad shit. Um, he got so much better. But when I was young, when we were young and we would have dinner, we would hide the salt shaker on my dad. 
Really? We would actually, hi- yeah, we would hide it um, so that he wouldn't use, I remember this. Like, I remember being like, no, dad, that's too much salt. And we were worried about him because we heard sodium was bad. And I'm not even sure where we heard it from or what was going on. But me and my brother and sister would actually like hide the salt from him. That's wild. I, I get that there's some people who just love it and feel like food doesn't taste the same without it. But shit, is it ever bad for you? Uh, a couple other things. Let's talk about this is basically the trifecta of dumb criminals. So three guys decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to steal a car. This happened on Tuesday. It all went downhill from there. They decided they were going to steal a car from outside the gym. You know who goes to the gym, right? <laughs> Well, you get one or the other, but I'm going to guess that this involves some pretty jacked people giving them shit. Well, maybe this is a coincidence. Maybe they should have known better to not steal a car from a gym, but the car they decided to try and jack belonged to a man who is well-trained in mixed martial arts. Oh, perfect, you losers. (laughs) Way to go. So this MMA guy goes to town on the guy who tried to steal his keys And then the other two jumped in. They managed to get the keys. They jumped in the car. Close call. We got through it. Oh, shit. There's another problem. It's a manual transmission, and none of us knows how to drive stick. Like, I I don't expect everyone to be like they're on the cast of Money Heist, where you're prepping for this illegal moment for months to make sure it goes flawlessly. Okay, I don't expect that. But I at least expect someone to know if it's a manual fucking transmission or not. You fucking idiot. Is this a rare car with no windows? Did you guys not check? You can tell just by looking at it if it's a a (laughs) manual or an automatic transmission. When did people lose the art of being able to drive stick? I love driving stick, but you can't even find many cars these days that are manual. No, no. I don't, and I don't know how to. I would, uh, oh, that's why I'm not a car thief. I just couldn't eeny, meeny, miny, moe and figure out which one is which, to be honest. Well, they decided when they realized that it's a manual transmission, that they're not going to be able to, to get away. So they all bailed out of this car that they tried to steal. They retreated to their own car and they drove off. Very, very unsuccessful carjacking. But that's not where the story ends. See, the police had had lots of time to get there by the time they decided to book it. So they led the cops on a high-speed chase. And eventually, they pulled over and ran into the woods. They thought, okay, once we get to the forest, cops will never find us. And no, the cops didn't have to find them because they had the canine unit with them. I'm going to tell you something. I've been to dog training for the dogs that work for the police force. Right. And the last thing you want to do, the last thing you want to do is fuck with the canine unit because they can make that dog do just about anything they want. They are so well-trained to take you down. So the cops gave these assholes fair warning. Hey, stop now or we release the dog. Two out of the three carjackers thought it's not worth it. We're not going to be able to outrun a German shepherd with big, sharp teeth. We're just going to stop right here. They got on their knees, hands behind their head. They knew they were fucked. One of them decided to keep running. 
They estimate he made it about 45 meters before the dog took him down. Oh, my God. Uh, I wonder sometimes if those dogs like doing that. I think they probably get a good rush out of taking down some asshole like that. Of course. That's what they're trained for. I mean, that's a mission complete right there. That's a good boy or a good girl you're going to get. Yeah, they uh, the dog did drag the man down. The police sauntered over there, placed him in cuffs, and he was arrested. There's so many different things that could have happened differently to avoid all of this. And I think if we go back to the root cause of it, stop stealing shit. Yeah. If that car is not yours, don't take it. How about you get a fucking job and afford your own car? Well, I think they thought this was their job in the same way that you could declare yourself an, an actual job. No, they declared themselves carjackers. Get an actual job, idiot, and learn how to use a stick shift. And that's coming from someone who doesn't know. OK, <laughs> car thief is one of the few jobs you can still do that doesn't require a vaccination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do want to talk about that quickly coming up. A lot of people are working from home still and 67 percent. Claim they probably couldn't pick out some of their co-workers from a lineup. Almost 7 in 10 people say they feel more isolated than they did in the office working from home. More than one-third say they miss the social events, including face-to-face meetings, office celebrations, and after-work happy hours. Are the people that work from home asking everyone else to feel sorry for them because they're missing out on the fucking... Bob's birthday and somebody brought in a couple of donuts or a yeah. cake. It'll take you one week back to work for you to realize, nah, it's not that great. Yep. <laughs> it's not that great. Cat, I'll tell you. And, and you know what? I love the people I work with, but I do not want to do any of those things. An office social event? No, thank you. Face-to-face meetings? I avoid them as hard as I possibly can. I will throw up every red flag and objection possible. To get out of a face-to-face meeting. 40% actually miss it. Yeah. I can't figure that out. Yeah, I think it's it's got to be just a social aspect, right? There's nothing else to it. I mean, it's not like you can't get your work done because you managed to get your work done um, from home if you're working from home. But there is something to that, just that general socialization every day. I, I, I couldn't go without a little bit of that. So I could imagine if it was just me at home all the time working from home, I would miss that. But, yeah, I, I think it will also change the way that we do things from here forward. I hope that we're not going to do a lot of the things the same. I would imagine meetings for a lot of workplaces. And maybe I'm wrong. Hey, let us know. If you're already back to work in the office and everybody else is in the office with you guys and you're back to your normal stuff you did as if COVID didn't exist, please let us know. But aside from that, I really do think that for the most part, we are going to go without, you know, many face-to-face meetings because we've proven that we can do this we can do this over zoom and we're getting shit done and it's great so why do we need to sit through most of it you know i'm not saying all the time but i'm saying i'd be a fan of just like a, okay let's do this monthly face to face and aside from that let's do this over the phone i'm a big fan of everybody sit at your desk and the boss can stand at the front of the room we don't need to haul everybody into a fucking boardroom to sit and yeah. discuss everything around a table yeah. nah, that's just me right i'd like to avoid that in the future well i think cold and flu season let's not do that like, At all. Let, please, especially cold and flu season, because we know it's not like, going to go away. And neither is COVID, of course, guys. But all of it, right? All of it we know generally tends to become worse at a certain time of year. I think around that time of year is the time to say, okay, guys, we're going all Zoom for these next four months 
because I don't want to get sick. And I know your kid's in back in school, and that's awesome, but they might be sick and pass it to you, and then you're going to pass it to him, and then it's going to go around the office, and it's going to suck for everybody. So let's keep everybody healthy and not meet in a tiny boardroom, please. A couple of gross stories for you. Kat is going to tell you about scalp popping uh, in just a sec. <laughs> as gross as it is, it, it's fucking awful. But again, people are so stupid on TikTok. That they do these dumb challenges and then doctors have to come out and say, don't do that. Oh, maybe all the doctors that are getting suspended without pay because they didn't get vaccinated. Maybe that could be their new job. They just cruise TikTok all day and warn people, stop doing dumb shit. Don't do that shit. Yeah, there's, too, there's far too many warnings for this kind, of, this kind of thing. It's gross. Before we get to that, I'd like to introduce you to this man from Thailand. He showed up at the ER the other day. With his dick stuck in a bottle opener. <laughs> what? Everybody can picture what a bottle opener looks like, I think. A bottle opener. You use it, you put it over the cap of your beer, lift, boom. Or your mic's hard or whatever. You need a bottle opener for that. And it's a fairly small opening, which makes me wonder how big is this guy's dick? He stuck it in the bottle opener. And he didn't do it because he gets some erotic pleasure out of his dick touching metal or something like that. He did it because his friend told him, if you do that, it'll make your dick bigger. And he believed him. What? He believed him. What? Like, really? I just stick no. my dick through here and it'll make it bigger. No. Really? Really? No. no. Well, first yeah. of all, that answers your question. It must have been quite small to fit through the hole of most of those. Yeah, I have a feeling he was probably lonely to begin with because he stuck his dick through this bottle opener quite easily. He um, couldn't get it off because then there was too much swelling. He says he was in a lot of pain. Imagine that. Well, oh. actually, I don't know if you can imagine no, that. No, I can't. You've never had a dick as far as I know? No. Okay. I don't know if we're allowed to ask that question in 2021, but I don't think well, you've I mean, had a dick. I have one, but it's not attached to me. <laughs> I get the gist of how it works. So in a fairly flaccid state, maybe you could wedge it in there. But this guy had to assume that it would get engorged at some point. And it did. And it fucking hurt. So he goes to the hospital. And he explained to them that his friends suggested that if he put his wiener in there, it would get bigger. Well, they quickly pointed out to him. No, sir. That's not how a penis works. But we do have to get this thing off you. So they laid him down in the bed, they pulled out their little saw, and they started cutting. In case you're wondering, it takes roughly an hour for a doctor to cut a bottle opener off of a man's penis. <laughs> Fun fact. About an hour. When it came off, the man was concerned that he may have done some permanent damage. He was very, very reassured to find out that the doctors believe it was just some light bruising General discomfort, Advil as needed, and he should be back to pulling it in no time. What? It, who's his friend? It was the first phone call he made when he left to his friend to say, what the actual fuck, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that when you told me that I should put my dick in a bottle? Th that didn't work. In fact, the doctors think you are an asshole. Yeah, yeah you're lying, sack of shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, but who does it? And who believes it? Oh, it makes me sad. 
Scalp popping is happening on TikTok, and kids are mesmerized at how great this is. So before we tell you what it is, I don't want anyone to DM us like, oh, you shouldn't talk about it because then people will do it. I assume that people who listen to this podcast are generally fairly intelligent people and can tell when we tell you something that's a bad idea, you instinctively recognize that's a bad idea. So in case it needs to be said, you listen to me. Don't even fucking think of sticking your dick in a bottle opener or doing scalp popping. Oh, fuck. There's our disclaimer. Dude. Yeah. How does this work? Okay, this grosses me out so much. It really was hard to get through today. Okay. So, <laughs> scalp popping, it's not necessarily new, but thanks, TikTok, uh, for bringing this back because one or two people figured this out or heard about it. And they're doing it in a TikTok video. So what happens is when you pull your hair in a certain way, you twist it, for example, to get it really, really, really tight, twist up your hair. When you pull up really, really fast, it makes a cracking sound. And experts are warning against this very strongly. I guess one person did it and then I don't even, I hope when I say it started to trend that not a lot of people did it, but a lot of people did watch the video and a lot of people did comment on it. So that's enough. So experts now say, don't do it, please, because it's actually a layer of underneath your, underneath your skin. Like there's like a a layer there and it really is the sound of it disconnecting from your skull and it can cause bleeding and it can cause infections. Here's a little bit, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this. It's Oh, are you doing it? Yeah. Here's a little bit of some of these losers doing this on TikTok. You like twisted it and then you run around your finger twice. Oh my god, I'm scared of you. Ready? Yeah, go. <laughs> oh, you hell, I don't like it. I don't like it either. Please fucking stop. Like it's gross. So don't do that. That is one of the worst sounds I think I have ever fucking heard. Yeah. And look, every every generation has the stupid shit that they did. I I, I get it. And and it's not even necessarily generation based. I know that. And as a millennial, I never wanted to look down on Gen Z and be like, what the fuck are you doing? But I'm going to do it. What the fuck are you doing? Stop it. Stop it. Um, Please leave your scalp (laughs) attached to your skull. But that said, I mean, I don't know if, if, if TikTok was around, for example, when I was younger when i was in like i don't know like grade seven eight nine whatever doing this kind of shit it would be the the game where we just made each other pass out it was a fucking terrible game oh yeah you remember that mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. bad bad anyway we all do stupid shit yes i know nobody is innocent from doing stupid shit but this is extra stupid please don't scalp pop on tiktok it's pretty bad when the safer alternative is going back to eating the tide pods you know yeah 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 Uh, A couple of things. Number one, uh, tomorrow, I'm told, is the day that Doug Ford is going to come out and announce that he is going to, get this, loosen some of the restrictions on restaurants and small businesses. So he's going to do this in person now? Now he's going to come out in person and talk? I mean, I'm told it's going to be a a full-blown sit-down-at-the-table news conference kind of deal where he takes five questions and follow-ups. One of those kind of things. Gotcha. Which is good. I don't know where the fuck this guy is, but he's not answering questions, and there are legitimate questions. Fuck you, Doug! (laughs) And it got me in shit yesterday. I don't want to have to be the fucking guy doing this, but now I'm getting retweeted by, like, the People's Party of Canada and shit. 
because of that uh, obvious contradiction that I pointed out yesterday about Scotiabank being at full capacity, but the restaurant across the street is capped at like 15 people. So I get that it's a problem. Some of the responses I got on that were just, uh, one person said that the reason that Scotiabank can go to full capacity, but restaurants can't, is because the anti-vaxxers are too aggressive at restaurants. What? I mean, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever fucking heard. One of the dumbest things. That's so stupid. Okay, what bothers me about this, and again, we we won't know until tomorrow what is said and what exactly is going on, but why does he always just have to be out for the good news? Like, I feel like he's hiding away when it's people are asking questions and then finally when they make a decision which is very delayed that's when he can come out and be like oh look i'm making all, all the i'm making a fun good decision everybody is, seems to be happy with for the most part so why is that why you know i i don't understand it but it seems like doug and christine and all those people need to be dragged kicking and screaming the whole way to the finish line of doing the right thing I don't understand what is so hard to understand about that. Guys, do you get why people are angry? The fact that you put 18,000 people in a big corporation's building, but the little guy across the street is still capped at, what, 20, 22, 23, Mm -hmm. and has to physically distance? Do you not understand why people are angry about that? It's unreal, Kat. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had news this morning on our FM radio show from the area that we broadcast to. There are three main hospitals in the area, Grand River, St. Mary's, and Cambridge Memorial. And we already knew about St. Mary's and Cambridge Memorial. Now we found out about Grand River Hospital. 136 staff members are going to be placed on unpaid leave for not getting vaccinated or not disclosing their vaccination status. 136 Mm -hmm. in total. Just over 200 hospital workers in Waterloo Region are going to be out of work Mm -hmm. because of this. You and I don't agree on that, and that's fine. We don't have to. In fact, many people have different nuances on this. I just have to think that at some point, we might need those 200 hospital workers. We might need them. There has to be something else coming down the line where we're going to say to ourselves, if we had an extra, I don't know, 80 nurses, that would make things a lot more helpful here. That would reduce some of the wait times. Yeah. Well, if you want to get into the health field and let's say you're just uh, graduating coming up or you just graduated, hey, there's lots of job openings for you. They're going to open up more road test centers. Apparently, there's a pretty substantial backlog on people yes. that are waiting to get their driver's license. Oh, my God. Okay, so, Scott, my my parents live by one of the drive test centers in Kitchener. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute gong show, even passing it by. The lineup is outrageous um, all the way around the plaza every single day. It is unbelievable people waiting three four five hours throughout the day some of them apparently not even getting in in time but waiting all those hours just to see if they can possibly make it it's unbelievable yeah i mean imagine that frustration because you wait you wait until you're actually eligible to get your g1 and then you have your big moment you go down you write your test which is not hard to begin with and you get your piece of paper that says you can get behind the wheel of a car It's been a long time since people have been able to go through that whole process and go from G1 to G fully licensed because they've been at a commission for a long time. And now there's a massive backlog like they're opening up these drive test temporary centers all over the place just to try and clear the backlog. I wonder how long the wait is. 
I mean, if you're waiting to get your license, are you, are you waiting behind a year and a half's worth of people that are also waiting for theirs? Yeah, yeah. That would yeah. suck. It's it's incre- it's inc- it's insane the backlog. It really is. Well, I'm glad they're doing something about it. Carolyn Mulroney has done one hell of a job as the transportation minister. I mean, I, it looks like she's even going to get the LRT on Eglinton done before she's done in office in June. I mean, this girl's efficient. She gets a lot of done. Nah, see, hey, we give praise every now and again in politics, people. Did you hear that? We do that. Well, if you do your job <laughs> and you do it well, no, then great. I agree with you completely. It is refreshing and nice when we can say stuff like that. It's great. It's funny, you won't find many Carolyn Mulrooney quotes about COVID either. She has stayed so far away from this, and I think intentionally, uh, there's got to be a strategy there. I'm assuming she's getting ready to run for premier again at some point, Mm. and she's doing a good job staying out of the weeds. Uh, The zoo has said that all visitors, as well as staff and volunteers, need to be vaccinated. And when they did that yesterday, they pointed out that many animals are susceptible to COVID, including the apes, orangutans, and stuff like that. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, they're very similar to people. And I guess they could catch COVID. Yeah. My problem is, how are you six feet away from a gorilla? (laughs) That's the thing is, you're not that close to them. But I guess they don't want to make take any chances. If, let's say, a zookeeper, right, who is going through the crowd, has to go and see the public at some point, um, catches it and passes it on to the animals. Uh, that's an. I'm sorry, I'll say it, and I'm not even. I'm not even against this decision, but I will say it sounds like a lot of an excuse, right? It's just an extra layer of protection for people who are going to be fucking outraged because of this decision. Oh, it's for the animals. No, it's not necessarily for the animals. I don't think so. It's okay to say that we want to protect ourselves. And this is the reason why we're doing it. You know, I went to an indoor climbing place, for example. I'm not even sure if they had to, but you had to be vaccinated to, to enter. And I was like, oh, okay, this is just the way it is now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so a couple of things on that that I'm wondering about. When it comes to the proof of vax, right now you can only get a shot if you're 12+. plus. But we know that it's imminent. Within weeks, it will open up to those 5 to 12 years old. Right. How much time are we going to give them before they have to require a shot? Will they get six weeks like most people did? Or are they going to get six months because there's so many of them to do? Yeah, I would imagine there'll be a bit. It'll be very um, busy at the clinics once again, just with with this rush of kids that will end up getting it, I think. So, yeah, I'd imagine they'll give them a little more time. We'll find out. I don't think nearly as many kids are going to get it as, as the government seems to think. And it's just a hunch, but based on the the amount of backlash that I'm seeing, based on the amount of people that are now starting to get a little skeptical about the shot because there are so many fully vaccinated people in the hospital, I don't know that they're going to give this to their kids, even if they took it. I don't know that they're going to give it to their kids. Yeah, And that's going to greatly bring down the average. Yes, and that's the thing is that percentage will not be as high as what we're seeing right now with adults in some areas. Let's say if it's 80%, I think you're right. If we're just talking about the 5 to 12 demo, it's going to be more like a 45 to 50%. I think, I don't know, it seems pretty 50-50. It'll take time, though. All these things always take time, and people are hesitant to do it for their children. I get it. I mean, my kid's going to be five next year, so I have to make a decision on that too, and it's not an easy one for me, so I understand the hesitancy there as well. So I I think that it will take time. I think eventually we'll get there as long as everything looks good, but people need to be able to see things. There's a lot of people that were vaccine hesitant for months and waited, and okay, nobody turned into a zombie, so I'll get it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, or nobody yeah. got sick, so I'll get it. That is uh, that is the truth. There are people who are really hesitant because they were worried that something would happen to them, 
and they saw that the people around them were still healthy and fine and everyone's doing okay, what, less than a year later, but still. So they got it. So I think the same is going to go for, for kids. It'll take a while. But it will also take just a little while, Scott, for people to start doing what they're doing now. You have to be vaccinated to enter this facility. Oh, uh, class trips, they're back again. Oh, have to be vaccinated to come into this place, right? To go to this museum, to check out this conservatory. Got to be fully vaxxed. So eventually those things will creep its way in. I'm not saying it'll be sudden. I'm not saying it'll even be 2022, but it will eventually happen. And that will see those numbers increase. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I'll tell you, you know, it's one thing to tell an adult, no, you can't come in here unless you're fully vaccinated. Okay. It's another thing to tell a kid and they haven't been able to get vaccinated yet, but once they're eligible to, I think the government is going to be quite surprised because they're generally unprepared for most things. They're horrible at anticipating public reaction. I, I really don't know why they don't consult more experts on shit like that before they do things. But nonetheless, I think that's going to greatly bring down our average once anyone five plus can be vaccinated. And I don't know what the fuck they're going to do other than just hope COVID's gone or hope that somebody else replaces them because that's going to be some tough shit. Imagine Doug Ford going to a parent and saying, yeah, I know you guys like to go to the library, but suck a dick. You're not going unless you get a shot because there's a lot of parents who don't want to do yeah. that yet It'll, or yeah. they want to see how it works on the it's other kids. You are absolutely right. There's a lot of adults who just want a little more time before they make a decision. They're not anti-vax. They're just no. a little vaccine hesitant and no. they want to see. So I, I think that they're in for a, a world of disappointment and hassles and headaches when it does happen. So uh, careful what you wish for, but. It's not going to get any better when it comes to being contentious. William Shatner went to space yesterday. Mm. He seemed pretty uh, overwhelmed when he got back, I think is the best way to put it. Overwhelmed and emotional, very emotional. He's, he looked, you know what, he looked pretty good throughout. Let's keep in mind, this guy's 90. This guy's, we'll all be lucky to even come close to living that long. And now he's lived that long at 90 years old and he has the chance to go up in space. I wouldn't even sleep the night before. You know, I wouldn't even be able to focus on what's going on. But he seemed pretty good. He seemed pretty excited about it. Definitely nervous. And he did admit he was nervous beforehand. This is what happened, by the way. Jeff Bezos was there in a fucking flash, by the way. The second that this thing landed, it was like in the Jeff Bezos mobile, he goes. So this is him talking to Jeff Bezos when he uh, landed, basically thanking him. Uh, for the amazing time and experience that he had. Everybody in the world needs to do What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I don't want to lose it. It's so much larger than, than me and life. And it hasn't got anything to do with the little green planet, the blue orb, and the, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the enormity and the quickness and the suddenness of life and death of the oh my God. I am overwhelmed. Okay. On a serious note, like I don't know if you've ever had those moments in your life where you've seen scenery. I know you've traveled to a lot of different places in your life so far. But you know those moments where you <clears throat> look around you and maybe it's a monument that you're looking at. Maybe it's just the scenery. Maybe it's mountains. Uh, I was in the middle of the Grand Canyon at one point looking up and you kind of feel like it's not even real. You know, when something is so amazing to you, when mm -hmm. you're looking around going, is this real life? Could you imagine that in space? Like you are in space 
popped out of Earth's atmosphere, basically, drifting into the blackness, looking down at Earth, even though it was quick. Guys, this was fucking quick. <laughs> but he still- couldn't even have listened to an entire episode of After it's Nine. It's honestly true. It is absolutely true. However, that moment, though, can I just say that's all I'd want? Like, uh, that sounds perfect to me. Don't leave me up there any longer. Get me the fuck back down. I want to look. I want to have that moment. Let it sink in. Five minutes tops. Get me the fuck back down there, please. That's what I would be like. But in that moment, when you're looking at Earth, nobody except for those who have ever, ever seen it could just probably even describe it to you. He said he saw colors he didn't even know existed, basically. He said the Man. colors of the blue, he's never seen that. Nobody can emulate that on Earth, what, we've, what you see above Earth. Like, so I believe him. I really do. It, it seems amazing. I'm sure it was absolutely life-changing at 90. Um, but I, I, good for him. I, I also, it kind of sucks that it's not affordable for everybody because one of the comments he made right away was everybody should do this. Well, well, <laughs> it's going to take, definitely not going to happen in my lifetime, I think, where we're, it's going to be an affordable trip. Like, hey, Scott, where are you going on your holidays? Oh, I'm going to fucking space with the family. Oh, cool, man. Have fun. Did that last year with my fam. You'll love it. <laughs> like, I don't think it's going to happen soon. I hope we get to the point where it does become affordable because it seems like it really is, for those who are interested in it, a, 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 an incredible experience. I believe it. And the part that got me, because I can imagine it, is you're traveling straight up at uh, the speed of sound and it's blue, 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 black instantly wow i'm in space that's crazy when you make that transition coming back down from complete darkness to nothing but light that would be a really weird feeling wouldn't it yeah this is what i mean and unless you've done it you probably can't even figure out what that feels like and looks like in that moment and how long until space really is that touristy I mean, right now, there's only one or two Blue Horizons, and SpaceX is busy with all their commercial shit because they're getting paid millions of dollars to send satellites up and and shuttle people to and from the International Space Station and stuff. I don't know how long it's going to take till there's enough of these ships that it could be a routine thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm imagining you'll be able to buy, like, packages and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you can go up into space and fuck around like William Shatner did yesterday for 10 minutes. That'll be... I don't know, say $20,000. If you want to go and do a a one-night sleepover on the International Space Station, well, that'll be an extra thirty grand. Want to spend the weekend on the moon? Oh, that's going to be a million dollars. Brought to you by Marriott. Collect your points. You know, like, how crazy is it going to get? Because I have a feeling eventually it will be just like setting up a trip to Disney World. Except for the monorail and the big giant characters dancing around. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're almost done here. But one thing I want to warn you of is, gentlemen, if you're listening to this during the day, you're down to the final few hours of your relationship. <laughs> Have fun. No, get her. Here's the thing. Get her flowers now. Bring them home as long as the Adele song hasn't been released yet. Can you apologize in advance for anything that you're not sure if they know about? You know what? I just want to say I'm sorry. For whatever it is in your head you think I did, I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, a new Adele record, people are going to take a deep dive right into those feels tonight. Sure thing. That's why Adele says, yeah, there's probably going to be couples that break up. 
Oh, well, that's a little a bit of an ominous warning, Adele. Uh, thanks for the heads up. Okay. I am excited, though. 7 o'clock, our time, Eastern time. New Adele comes out. And it's going to be the song of the year. You can tell. Probably. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, uh, Drake's sitting there right now with the number one album of 2021 thus far. He's going to get knocked a second. I think we all know that once November 19th hits, which, by the way, is the release date for her entire album called 30. Have yourselves a fantastic one, everybody. We will be here tomorrow with Dave Blizzard to talk about the week's events. Go Leafs Go. They're playing again tonight. And I think that's it. Happy National Dessert Day. Uh, hey, I read that the FDA just authorized e-cigarette products for the first time ever. Yeah, it was a big win for all three people waiting for FDA approval to start vaping. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a busy week for the FDA. They released new guidance that's aimed at drastically cutting the amount of salt in the food we eat. In related news, McDonald's said, eh, it's going to be a problem. (laughs) Meanwhile, I saw that the head of Europe's top meat processor said that due to climate change, beef will eventually become a luxury product. In related news, McDonald's said, eh, that's not going to be a problem. (laughs) The fast food chain Wendy's has announced a new partnership with Google to implement artificial intelligence to improve the quality of their restaurants. And if you want the chili, just click on Feeling Lucky. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.